Hey family, welcome to another edition of Cool Jazz Conversations here on WSSB. My name is Marcellus Shepard, also known as the Bass Man. Well, today I have the pleasure of bringing in a brother who is a good friend of mine every time I see him. It's always a top shelf time. He is one incredible guitarist, producer, and uh, all-out great humanitarian. Please welcome to Cool Jazz Conversations, the one and only Wayne Bruce. How you doing, bro? What's going on, brother? How are you, man? Every day above ground is a good day for oh. me, man. You, me as well. I mean, I'm thankful to, that you would even invite me on this platform, being that you owe me money. Uh, <laughs> 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 you know, uh, you, you stop running, you finally stop running. <laughs> I still want my daggone money, though. You know what? Okay, okay wait a minute. Let's tell them what, what do I owe you money for? Everything. <laughs> I want to go to. I don't, I don't need to go to a hill record. Oh my gosh. Wayne Bruce, ladies and gentlemen, he is uh, the leader of the incredible group Spur of the Moment, which we will be talking about in a little bit. But Wayne, uh, I guess it's not too late. Well, technically, it's too late to say because, you know, after the second, third week, you're kind of looking at people like, OK, yeah, man, but Happy New Year, bro. Thank you, brother. Happy New Year's, all of them <laughs> to you. <laughs> you, you Don't you love when people say Happy New Year's? Happy New Year's. You're like, which yes. one? Which one? How many How many years are we talking about? <laughs> yeah. All of but, them. But Thank here you. it is. It's, it's 2021. We uh, are still in a state of covidity if you will ah. uh if that is a word it is now it's not it, it is now i just coined it and um okay. also just uh trademark that as well so okay. please don't okay. try to use it no uh, anyway but how is your mental state and uh in this covid time man because i know cats are just the extroverts out there are, are hurting, if you will, not being able to get out and do what they normally do. So here it is. We've been in this thing for a year now. Mm -hmm. How's your mental state? So I think the difference is you think I'm an extrovert. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's where we that's where the separation is. But <laughs> I, I am my 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 wife used to call me the most extra introvert she's ever known. Wow. So she, she's like you like being around people, but not more than you like being at home. So it's, it, it, it's, it's a thing with me. The mental process of this whole year has been uh, devastating for everybody. Yes. First, I mean, it's not just a musician. It's just not me. It's just not a creator as I am. But it, you have to look at it uh, on the basis of everybody in the world. And if you, if you take it, think about it on that basis, then who are you to get down and, and, and be, I mean, it's affecting everybody. You're not they, like the, the cre creator didn't single you out. Right. And so, and, and um, after a couple weeks in there, being with a healthcare professional uh, physician makes a, makes a difference for me. Mm -hmm. So I got a chance to understand what was going on and what was the need to shut everything down. 
Now we could get into a whole politics thing, but we don't want to go there. No. But I understand. <clears throat> so I, I kind of flipped it like this. I am a creator. So, and I am made in the image of my creator. Mm. So if I'm made in that image of the creator, then I am put here to create also. So oh, it man. doesn't matter if I preach music or we flip the script to I'm producing video and streaming videos and created a show for created three shows, one show for my wife, two shows for other people in the industry. Mm -hmm. And it doesn't matter. I create. So I'm going to create. And long as when I start taking that stand, which was early on, mm -hmm. everything got better and everything opened up for me. So, I mean, I'm, I'm, looking at a product of my own thinking of moving past what what has happened around me and right. try to move forward at it. I mean, that's what we have to do, bro. You're born and raised DMV. Yeah. Yeah. Where where exactly did you grow up in the DMV? Well, I always say I was born uh, on Georgia, right? Mm -hmm. and people say, you from Georgia? I say, I'm from Georgia. Avenue. Avenue. Yeah, in Washington, D.C. So, yeah, uh, there up until my uh, junior high years. And then we moved, my mother and I moved uh, to Suitland. Okay. So product of Prince George's County. Yes, yes. Uh, and then went to school uh, at University of Maryland. So mm -hmm. I attended uh, University of Maryland. I'm an alumnus of University of Maryland. So kind of in this area the whole time and, and this has been fertile ground for me yeah most definitely so growing up in dc on saturday mornings what was it that mama bruce and papa bruce were playing when it was cleanup time in the house what songs were played well, what artists were played in the house wow, that's that's cool first papa bruce could have been at camp most of the time <laughs> <laughs> that mammal was away sometimes. Okay. <laughs> for stretches of years. Oh, Lord. That's my man. That's okay. my man. That's my man. I take care of him now. I take care of him. So, you know, he had some. So, you know, I always say I'm a product of a scientist. My mother was a microbiologist and a gangster. Oh, <laughs> my dad okay. was a gangster. Yeah. So, he was in that life. That was his life. And uh, some stretches, he was away at camp. So, <laughs> so, so, but I had a house of love. I took my hat off in his honor, by the way. Thank you. He, <laughs> he, he now has, you know, yeah. he doesn't wear his gangster hats anymore. Mm -hmm. Wherever he lays, he gone. <clears throat> right. 85 years old and still thought he was a gangster up until last year. I had to say, like, uh, bruh, that's over. That's yeah, I like yeah. that. But what was going on, man, while she was cleaning, man? So I we I actually lived in a house with my mother, my grandmother, mm -hmm. my great aunt and uncle. Oh wow. And you know, five children. My wow. mother and father and five children and my great aunt and uncle. So we had generations. So at any point through the weekend, as I remember, my mother would be playing Nancy Wilson Cannonball Adderley. Mm -hmm. you know uh or or some kind of J west montgomery mm. which was her man okay you know? and my brother could be playing Jimi hendrix 
mm-hmm. in full stereo. And the and and the the ladies, so my sisters were playing Motown. And meanwhile, my grandmother's playing Mahalia Jackson, and her her sister and husband are playing uh Count Basie and and that Duke Ellington. Incredible. So being the youngest, I couldn't touch any of the radios or any stereos. <laughs> so I had to listen to everything. Right. So I couldn't get out of listening to anything. And I couldn't change it. So wherever in the house I went, there was something playing or whatever time there was some music playing. So I had to listen and learn. The only thing you could do is absorb it. You absorbed us. Yeah. That's, that's exactly what I was about to say, man. You absorbed all of that, man. How incredible that is! Uh, all of those different, um, all of those different genres of music in one household, and on one particular day, you know, uh, it was similar for me in my household. But what started you on your journey on the guitar? So my brother played drums, mm-hmm. and I wanted to be like that. My mother played drums first. Get out of here. My mother got to college uh, at Union, Virginia Union. She actually got a scholarship for drum and bugle, as they nice. call it. Like that. Okay. Um, and she played drums, and we had her sticks until an unfortunate accident of children. <laughs> <laughs> I know y'all get your hands beat. Oh, man. That whipping I can remember today. Yes, sir. Bruh, <clears throat> that whipping was like nothing else. Yes. So, uh, so uh, she... What happened was my brother was playing drums and I want to be like him. So I was playing drums. Mm-hmm. So, but my somehow my heads or my drums were getting torn and my sticks were getting lost every day. When wow. that happened. Wow. Like the big boy, he was bigger than I was. He's like 6'3", 300 pounds at 13. Whoa. So he would be break. He would break my stuff. So I was like... Okay, I can't be like him and hang with him if I play the same instrument. I figured that out early. I wanted to be like him and hang around him. So I picked the cool instrument, which was the guitar. And uh, that kicked off the guitar thing. And very early on, uh, seven, I was probably about eight or nine when my dad brought me a guitar. And uh, my, my mom always said it was between her her getting a winter coat and me getting a guitar. <laughs> she didn't get her winter coat that year. Oh, and so later, later when I started touring, I bought her a winter coat and some nice. other things from that guitar. So for her. So, you know, you get into the guitar. Did you ever go to any other instrument? It was guitar for me. It was guitar, uh, drums, uh, bass a little bit. Okay. It was guitar for me. Gotcha. I felt that was the instrument that could give me my voice. Now, I always wanted to play cello. Really? Every time I got in school band, they would try to put me on double bass Mm -hmm. and I would rebel. I would be like, I'm just not going to do it. What was it about the cello that that pulled you in? I never know, but as as I grew up, I found its voice closest to human voice. Mm. Like the register that the cello is in, Right. Is it the same register generally that human voice is in? Wow. Like tenor saxophone. Those are the instruments that have that same kind of register. Right. But cello, for me, just, I love to see. And growing up, I don't know what cello, celloists I saw. But then later, 
watching Yo-Yo Ma and those kind of people. I was just about to say Yo-Yo. Yo-Yo Ma, and you know, I'll tell you later about a story about him, but uh, uh, seeing those kind of people very early on uh, kind of changed it for me. Hmm. I, I really wanted and never, I said on, uh, on a significant birthday, I was going to buy me a cello, but that didn't happen. Well, so, I mean, you turn 70 to, next year, so. <laughs> yeah, watch your ministry. <laughs> <laughs> I caught that. I was in the middle of talking, but I did catch that. I did. I'm not going to let that go. May the good Welcome Lord bless you to that. live to see many, many more. Hey, man. Hey. <laughs> if you were just joining us, it is Cool Jazz Conversations with yours truly, Marcella Chapin, the bass man, joined today by the man, the myth, and the legend who goes by the name of Wayne Bruce, one of the coolest cats I know. Uh, Wayne, let's let's move ahead a little bit. You know, okay. you, you, you came up on guitar, you, you fell in love with the cello, never quite got to it, but it's coming soon. Uh, when did you, in fact, start performing with a band? Tell me about your first band experience. Wow, that was in, uh, I think, junior high school. Okay. So junior high school, hot ice. Hot ice. R and B go go. No, go go wasn't invented yet. Oh, okay. That's right. So that's 50. for us. For uh did you say fifty? Bro? No, 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 that, no, no, no. I will rip that voice out of your skin. No. So so in in This in, early seventies. This is very early seventies. Yes. So uh I'm in seventh grade in junior high school. Mm -hmm. And I move into a neighborhood that just so happened to have kids, other kids with instruments. Mm -hmm. and they, you know, you get in and, oh, you play guitar and you, let's, let's start a band. And, yeah, you know, yeah. so, you know, in DC, although we lived in houses, it wasn't set up like Maryland. Maryland was like, wow. Yeah, but that you go over to somebody's house and they would have a pinball machine and, <laughs> and, and, and drums and guitars and you like got the whole set up. Y'all are rich. <laughs> <laughs> so they allowed us to come in and play men, uh, students from the school. And uh, that kind of changed my life seventh grade. And that continued through high school, different iterations of bands. And once I got to high school, Dwayne Smitty Smith, who plays with Boney James, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The brothers, and all, we were, we went to school. He was a year older than me. He is older oh, than I am. Okay. He is older than I am. So, <laughs> he was at Suitland as well. He was at Suitland. Yeah, I was at Largo, played, by the way. Oh, were you? <laughs> so yeah, we didn't even count Largo. But uh, <laughs> oh look, so actually we played against each other in junior high school. He went to Andrew Jackson. And I was at Suitland Junior High and I was on the baseball team and he was a baseball star. Mm. I was on the team. He was a star in baseball. He and his brother. And I I quit baseball after playing that squad. Wow. They were that good. Okay. They were like pro, mini pro squad. So when I got to Suitland, I came behind him and he was on the football team. And I was like, wow, Dwayne is playing football and he plays bass. And so he had come and played bass with us and Eventually, we got together and started bands and played in bands all through and then all through high school. And he left to go to the Air Force military. 
and I decided that I didn't like school anymore. Did you now? College graduate, high school dropout. Wow. Something you don't know. Wow. Yeah. Look at and that. So, and so look at God. I mean. So what, what, what pulled you back in to get yourself together and get back in school? I graduated actually before my class. I went and got my GED before my class graduated. And okay, so got you. It so, was, so you had just made the decision, you know what, I'm just done with school. I made the decision because I was stupid. Like I wanted right. to star, but you were scared to leave the house because you wanted to keep eating because you were a fat boy. Like, <laughs> and mama right. cooked it. Right. So, like, and she made, she was like, either you're going to go to work or you're going to go to school. Because nobody, yeah. when I leave the house, you have to leave the house, brother. Right. And she, she made that determination. So I worked a lot about my age and worked and found out I didn't like that. And somebody said, hey, man, I got a pro program for you. Actually, my cousin had gone through the same thing and he got a program for me. And I went into that program and became a, uh, a speaker nationwide for that program. Nice. And me around the country and made sure I got my, my, my high school education and and they got me into college. Nice. And so I took the test. Not uh, just in the college, but a premier university. school, a premier university, the University of Maryland. Yeah. 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 An expensive so school too. My 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 test scores were high enough where I started getting co college offers. Mm. So they were like, nobody's ever scored like this on a GED. I was a hot. I mean. I was I was a really dumb kid living in you know I have a smart kid living in the dumb kid's body you know like, yeah, yeah. you just want to act up but right. I knew I didn't want to work anymore that was hard working as a child with grown people it was yeah. grown people they were like they didn't care if you play guitar or not they were like dude uh, you work you to finish, do yeah you didn't finish your work you were like right. hey I like yeah mm -hmm. that you were in real spaces. So okay. I went to college, went to college, man. And it was beautiful. Wow. College, I stopped playing guitar though. So yeah, I quit playing for like seven years. Okay. What did you major in in college? It wound up being a uh, individual study major, uh, music administration. Hmm. So I wound up going into arts administration, not music administration, arts. And I okay. thought I was gonna run a gallery or something or run a venue because I knew I liked the arts, but I didn't think I had, I had it to be a musician. Mm -hmm. I was like, I don't have it. I'm not good at it. But look at you now. Yeah, that year, that last year, I was like, let's try to give it a go for a year. And uh, I gave it a go. And I some encouragement from uh, my line brother, I had pledged my fraternity cap officer, uh, fraternity incorporated the best fraternity. Behind Alpha Phi Alpha Fraternity Incorporated. Yeah, go ahead, bro. That's all good. <laughs> My line brother was a music major. Okay. And you know, we we kind of connected on that and we stayed, we talked about music constantly. And he was like, man, just practice a little bit, you know. And he encouraged me to practice. And that, you know, last year I practiced and I was like, oh, maybe I can make a go of it. And then uh Leaving the university, I was at home, hmm. at home, and uh, and my mom's like, "You got a year, bro. I'm gonna give you a year. You have one year to do whatever you want to do. Yeah. After that, 
you know, all the mortgages, you're going to either pay half the mortgage here or you're going to go get your own place. Just had one of those conversations not too long ago. You got to have them that. Now that I'm, I'm a grown man, you were right. like, hey, doc, you know, this is not free anymore. No. And she was like, okay, I'm going to give you, she gave me four months at first and then saw my commitment. She was like, okay, I'm going to give you a year. And within that year, I start, start playing out with people. Nice. Julie Hall. Julie Hall was my first gig, like, as a paid, you got paid. And I was in a band with Federico Pena and oh, wow. all these people, all these people thought, <laughs> so I tell people this story. I researched what I wanted to do for a year. I went to a club. I went to clubs every week for a year to see what I wanted to do. But I was just doing reconnaissance. Mm-hmm. Like what observing, seeing what the playing field was and they who thought, does what. They thought I was just, I just thought you drank and came to hear us play. Wow. They never knew they I thought was you playing. were a fan. They thought I was a fan. <laughs> and when he, I can remember one day he, or one, somebody came into a rehearsal. They were like, I thought you play an instrument. And then they were like, you're good. Wow. And from that, I start, I mean, Scott Ambush asked me to be on a record and, you know, I start recording and then I started my band because nobody was hiring guitarists. Mm. And I, I played with, I mean, early on, Early edition of Spur of the Moment was Michelle Indegiocello, who was Michelle Johnson at the time. Right. You know, bassist Michelle Indegiocello. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was all kinds of people, man. I mean, just that's if you want it and somebody gives you the opportunity to work hard for it, you got to go do it. And so I haven't looked back to music since. How about that, man? If you're just joining us, we are on the line with uh, Wayne Bruce, incredible guitarist and uh, producer as well. His production credits are crazy. We'll talk about that and more in just a bit. And also the group Spur of the Moment. But first, let's uh, hear something from Spur of the Moment right now. This one is one of my favorite tunes from Spur of the Moment. It's Food for the Dog here on Cool Jazz Conversations on WSSB.
uh, groove into the sounds of spur of the moment here on Cool Jazz Conversations. Marcella Shepard, the bass man, hanging out with Wayne Bruce from Spur of the Moment. You just heard them there. Spur is one of the hottest contemporary bands in the land, uh, have been now for you guys are celebrating like 30 years now, right? Yes, bro. 30, 30 years. Year, 30 long years. And uh, what, what some folks know is that not only do you all produce your own projects, you got a couple of albums out there, uh, but you also back up some of the most top tiered artists out there over the years when they come to town, when they go on tour from Patty Austin, the late great George Duke, Will Downing, Layla Hathaway, Lettucey. I mean, that list goes on and on and on. I mean, how crazy is that? And at, at what point did it click for you all to realize that this was a viable market for you as a band? Wow, I think that happened early on. So early on, um, like the first couple weeks of the band, the first couple weeks of the band. Really? We got visited by Carl Anderson, who mm. was an incredible singer, who was a Jesus Christ superstar back in the day. And he had he had hits out, not the Kung Fu fighting Carl Anderson. Okay. But, like, uh, <laughs> not him, <laughs> but he was a Broadway actor. Okay. From DC. And um, he, uh, he sang with us and he he we were playing at a club called the ritz oh yeah 90. <laughs> i remember the ritz right there's the buddies in there right he came to us and we played on brian lanier we had picked up brian lanier because the original saxophonist had gone back to school who was bruce williams who is a tremendous straight ahead oh yeah bruce williams quartet boy yeah bruce the original you gotta cut what uh you gotta cut georgia avenue and what is it oh man killer album though yes go ahead i I love i mean he grew up on georgia avenue yeah so my brother used to call him the professor Mm. and this is before he's now a professor He's like, oh, wow. of music. He was at uh, University of District of Columbia first and left there and went to Patterson School, okay. School of Music and studied with Jackie McLean. That's a whole nother Nice. Thing. But then we we picked up Brian Lanier uh, from, you know, Brian Lanier. Everybody yeah. knows Brian Everybody Lanier. knows Brian, yeah. So Brian was with us for 14 years. We were like, that's a marriage. 14 yes. He was there 14 years as long as some people are married. But uh, he, we were playing at the Ritz and uh, Carl came and sat in and was like, man, you guys have something kind of special. Mm-hmm. And whatever you do, stay at it. And there's a there's actually a place where you can back up singers. You guys listen. You have like something. You have this it. And from there, man, uh, Gene Karn, Dexter Wanzell. We nice. got to play with Dexter through Gene because Brian was Gene Karn's saxophonist. Hmm. He Dexter came to see the band and he was like, Brian, I like the band. And he was like, okay, cool. Spur of the moment, we were on tour with Dexter Wanzell, Billy Paul, all those old school acts. Wow. Just getting that seasoning, man. Right, right, right. These cats have been around for years. You grew up listening to these cats. I grew up listening to Dexter Wanzell. Like, 
I remember when I met him, I was like, man, life on life Mars. Life on Mars. <laughs> like, come on. Come, hold on. Life on Mars. Right. Life on Mars, bro. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I, if nights over Egypt. Oh, yeah. The Jones yeah. girls. That's Dexter Wanzel. Yes. Yeah. I mean, that's that's a that's part of, of that. Yeah, man. Yeah. That long. Yeah. I mean, I don't want to live all alone. Phyllis Herman. That's Wanzel. Yeah. And he's telling us these stories. You know, wow. so we're getting all the seasoning right. early on. And then cats would come through like Najee was early in his career. Najee, Jonathan Butler, and all those cats would come through and we were open for them. Hmm. We got a chance to talk to them and they were all great. Now, these cats have now become our contemporaries. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and they're now our friends. Like right. You could call, I could call Najee up. Hey, I need you to do this. Right. And he answered right the phone. But before we would look up to these cats and be like, "You're, you're actually out there doing it," and they yeah. would talk to us. They would share the knowledge, and, and that's one of the things I think it clicked around 90, 91 that hey, we might have something here hmm. that nobody else has. And uh, one of the radio station uh, PDs, uh, Hector Hannibal, over at HUR, over at HUR, heard us and called us to do. He was like, man, you know, I got Tom Joyner coming in here. We we need something special. Then Tom Joyner, the first fly show. The first. The first. We need a band. Wow. He's like, well, I got Phil <laughs> Downing and Angela Bofield coming in. Can y'all learn their songs? Nice. One rehearsal at 5:30 in the morning. The show goes live at six. Wow. We do it. Uh, they had a duet or something they did. They did uh, I try. Fly together. Mm -hmm. Together. They had never done it as a duet, mm -hmm. but they did it as a duet. Nice. We had each learned the key they had it in. And from there, man, Will stayed in touch with us. I wound up working with Will for a number of years. Still work with Will. Yeah. Wound up backing up Angela Bofield. She called us then after then. I mean, so it's been a charm life, you know, you never think you can do it until you're doing it, until you have to do it. Like, yeah, we have to do this. Right. Yeah. So it's, it's been real cool in that manner. No, it's, it's, it's absolutely awesome when I think about it. And I guess it, it kind of makes sense now. You know, I look at the number of years that you all have been out and you have what, four or five albums. Um, and so you're not necessarily relying just on album income like some artists are because you guys are gigging you're gigging all year long right you know and so working on the album then becomes making the time in between those gigs to actually produce an album yeah. uh and i know you know it's been a couple of years and i want to say what 2017 is when in too deep came out the last album which feels like forever ago now. Yeah, it's it's still rolling out. We still got track that people like, can you release this track as a single? Wow, so you still release the singles. Yeah. That's I mean, amazing. And that's, that's what the music changed. biz is now, right? Game change. Yeah. Game change in the middle of making that record, 2017, 2018. I held yeah. the record for a year. I held wow. that record for a year or two. That record is 
I think you held it for almost three years. I want to say you probably had most of it done in 2014. I did. Yeah. I did. Well, yeah, but that's the, the bit now is, you know. <laughs> you know, call me on waiting, bro. Can you I get a track? You would call me album? out every week. Hey, look, so, I heard a track from it. Can I play right, well, why don't Why don't I have this? But I right, heard it in right, DC right, right. I don't have it in Baltimore. You, so, yeah. Yeah. So, uh, that 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 record, I mean, just the game changed in the middle of the record. Yeah. Just the game changed. And also, people became stars in the middle of that record, man. I mean, mm. look, I look at my Moon and Yousef. I look at oh yeah, you know, Chris Big Dale Davis, mm. and all these people are like my Moon is a star now. She legitimate, is. legitimately and deservedly so. And then I look at Chris Big Dog Davis, who's a star now. One of the top that, producers in the game. Top producer in the game. And he always says, he, he credits me as turning him in to, onto the game. Smooth wow. Yeah. I mean, I, look, I that whole, that whole story, that's a story. That's me saying, actually, him and I were on tour with Will Downing. Mm-hmm. And, uh, we start playing, he start playing a, uh, what's the kid from Braid My Hair? What's the Braid My Hair kid uh, from Baltimore is an artist. You can braid my hair. Mario. Oh, Mario. Yes, yes, yes. He starts playing that because I used to have these long, you know, mm-hmm. dreads, twist or whatever. The Millie Vanilli wig. I remember. Okay, that's silent. <laughs> well, everybody that's on radio, that's called radio silent. Everybody on video, you can see my face. But everybody on radio, that's called <laughs> radio silent. Radio silent. Go ahead, man. I'm sorry. <laughs> so uh, we start playing that in a sound check. He's like, wow. I say, look, we need to do, I need to do that. I need to record that. Mm. And he said, well, I got something else. So, I said, okay, I'm going to bring you to D.C. Hmm. Like, really? I said, I need that in D.C. He was like, why don't you just come to Connecticut? I was like, I'm not coming to Connecticut. I'm bringing you down. So I'm I fly. The train. He gets on the train. He's like, I don't fly, bro. I said, you don't fly. You fly for Will. I said, <laughs> so he takes the train down. And the band is like, who is this guy? I'm like, hey, man, trust me. I found the diamond in the yes. rock, right? Yes. Trust me, everybody's like, you spending money to bring somebody in and we have producers here. Bruh, nobody is like this guy, yeah. nobody. And I bring him in and that's not even the track we start on. We start on uh, the Avon track. Uh, boom, da 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 da. I forgot, what's that tune? We do it for uh, Streetwise. It winds up being oh, okay. a Streetwise record, right? And uh, we bring him down. That was originally supposed to be on the Spur of the Moment record, right? Someone to love you. Someone yeah. to love you. You and Kim Waters, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Whatever what it is, is. I uh, I bring that into. I'm going. I'm going. You know, this is how out of things Avon is. He doesn't even come up. On the, on the radar. <laughs> mm, mm, mm. So, so, so I bring him in and we record that record and Brian decides to leave the group. Wow. And we're like, whoa, he's like, and so he takes the, the song back home. 
And I was like, look, man, let me, and I go to record with Kim Streetwise. I had done a, a Streetwise record and Kim is like, hey man, uh, I said, man, I really want to play something for you. Cause this dude is producing our record right now. He was like, who is it, man? I was like, it's the best thing you've ever heard. Mm. Like, who is it? And we play it. He's like, oh my God. Wow. Kim is like, oh my God. He was like, let me have this. I said, so Kim calls the, the head of his label. Spur of the moment doesn't get the deal, but. <laughs> he got it. Oh my gosh. But, but, but that's, that's okay. Right. Because what's meant for us is meant for us, bro. True. And what's meant to it, it came back around. Oh, plenty of times, man. Yeah. It's come back around plenty of times, but the world needed to know the name of Chris Big Dog Davis. And yes. it's a blessing to spur the moment. Wayne Bruce and all of us, man, you know, just to the music industry, you got to know that name. Yeah. And, um, you know, I've worked with him on Mesa Records and we co-produced uh, the first Mesa record for Shanaki. Nice. So, yeah, man. Got and you know, in your production credits alone, I mean, you know, I'm looking at a whole list here. Kim Waters, Prophet Jones, Gerald Damien, wow. Streetwise, Will Downing, Pamela Williams, Allison Williams, Marcus Johnson, Brian Lanier, Najee, Glenn Jones, Mr. Show Me, Kim Jordan, Phil Perry, one of the best, uh, baddest whistlers out there, Vesta. I miss Vesta, boy. Uh, oh, so man, many, that was fun. So many great people, man. You you produced so Brian much. Culberson. Yeah. Yeah, Brian. So much. Joe. Uh, wow. Wow, man. God has been great. So, you know, being a part of just, I mean, just that's that's a kid who's a high school dropout, college grad, and, and who decided to, to really pursue his dreams. So I, I tell everybody, you know, the dreams are free. You got to go work hard. Yes. Yes. The cost is the hustle costs. Hmm. The dream is free. The hustle costs, bro. The hustle. And, and it costs with sweat, you know, blood, sweat, and many a tear. Many. Don't be scared. Don't be scared to cry because there's going to be some pain in there. Right. And the pain, you know, the pain is what helps the rhythm and the blues. Oh, man. You know, one doesn't live without the other. Yeah. Wow. So with all of these production credits, I'm just wondering when you're going to produce a track for me. I'm just trying to figure that out, Wayne Bruce. I don't, you know, I've made all uh, these well, cameos you know, on other albums, but um, uh, uh, matter of fact, you know what? I'll, I'm, I'm making a cameo on Art Sherrod Jr.'s uh, latest album that comes out next week, but I've yet to make a cameo on a Wayne Bruce project. I'm, I'm so just, how about this? I'm recording the Wayne Bruce product project this year. Okay. Not the Spur of the Moment project. I'll okay. Another Spur of the Moment project, but the Wayne Bruce project, which will be our first solo record. Nice. And I will have you on uh, sports. I'll have you come out and play your sports in the studio. <laughs> I can't stand you. Boy, you lucky this radio, and I can't say what I want to say. <laughs> I can't stand you, boy. We have you on sports. Now, we heard from your cafeteria days Let me that you were the top sport player in the I cafeteria. I play a mean, a mean rib bone, okay? 
I cleaned them bad boys off good and I put them together, boy. And man, let me tell you, you ain't heard that's nothing a, good. That's that, that's that, that movement that, that's, that, that's that, straight that, from the country that, right there. That's straight from the country. You know, funny enough, growing up, my mother had a friend and he would come to the house and he had them in a case. These bones were so clean and shellacked and he pulled them bad boys out and started to play them things. And I was like, what the hell is he doing? Man, let what me tell you, man. But that's part of that's part of our uh Heritage. experience yeah, yeah. This, that's you give us like anything anything you can take us from where we are but yeah. understand that our dna comes with a drum in it yes sir and from that drum we can do anything yeah, yeah. so take us from any place and we'll rise above and i'm not saying it in a in a I'm not saying it in a superior language. I'm saying it in, in a language, one, a proof. Two, that, you know, when a, when a people have been held down in any situation, I don't care who they are, what they look like and what color they are. Mm -hmm. Those people tend to say, okay, you thought you were grinding me into the, into the soil, but actually you're planting me. Right. And I will rise. Right. Still don't I rise. Right. Yeah. All right. So all that to say that when you do the Wayne Bruce and Friends albums, and ham bones, you heard it right here first. Cool rib bones exclusive. Rib bones. Yes. We'll, we'll do a multi-track. Okay. Of ham bones and I'm rib bones. Ham bone. Okay. You know. Gotcha. <laughs> that action. Gotcha. I'm I'm looking that forward action. to it, and I will I will bring some bones fresh off of my Traeger, and uh, as as we. Move to talking about food. You know, everybody knows that I'm an avid griller, and uh, Wayne Bruce uh, claims to be uh, a grill master. I have yet to. No, you saw it early on. See. You didn't see it in the past year. I've had grill problems in the past year. Really? Yeah, I have. I, I mean, you, you said grill problems so passionately, almost like a man talking about his woman problems. You know, I got grill problems, boy. I got grill problems. I got 99 yes. problems in a yeah. grill. A grill, a grill is one. <laughs> right. Looking for so, somebody to hit you. <clears throat> so, so look, but a few years ago, I told you when you art laughed at me wearing gloves while I was grilling now everybody wears gloves y'all tried to play me everybody is wearing gloves everybody not going to forget you i got a box of them upstairs right you who wears gloves when they grill real masters real masters yes real oh. masters so now 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 that you've caught up year and a half on a real grill posting uh -huh. sexy grilling pictures oh of yourself gosh. and overdubbing doing voiceovers on oh look at the beat listen let me tell you you know it's it's all about that self-promotion man you know when 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 you when you have a brand you have to constantly put it out there so yeah so if i'm doing my grilling i'm gonna throw some voiceover in there as well well look man you you have really risen to the top uh of this grill game. Thank you, brother. Now, it looks great. I don't know if it tastes great, but <laughs> I haven't been invited to get a plate or anything. I just want you to know that. After you get your two shots, let okay. me know. All right. Now. After you get both shots, 
let me know. And I had to get both of them. Like, my wife just got the second Moderna. Yeah, you you got to wait to get both of yours. Have you gotten any of yours? I haven't yet. I yeah. mean, if you're healthy, you're young, you're not going to get them until August. <laughs> Thanks, Wayne. I appreciate that. But yeah, as soon as August, as soon as as soon as I'm able to get it, I'm I'm, I'm going to get it. Johnson and Johnson van somewhere. Oh man! Oh, they throw out that one shot. You know, they said they have a shortage of people to administer. I might show up with some doctor credentials. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man this this situation uh, worldwide is is a little tough. serious. Yeah, and and, and we're not laughing. I, I want to make this clear. I'm la not laughing at anything concerning this, any part of this whole situation. Not at all. It's not a very all. Situ serious situation. But you have to make light because at some points, if you can't laugh about this, you'll cry constantly yeah. about what's going on. Yeah. And, uh, you know, after I get my two shots, I show pass the Shepard household. Yes, sir. And pick up a bone or two. Yeah. Is that the, cool? The smallest one. The smallest one. Anyway, we are running out of time, but real quick, sports real quick. Football is gone, of course. Uh, but we got the, uh, the Super Bowl this weekend. Yeah. Uh, you want to make a pick? Uh, I'm a Patrick Mahomes fan, man. Okay. It's hard to bet against Tom Brady. Mm-hmm. It's hard to bet against them because when you've done it so for so long, I know experience is the best teacher, bro. I was around George Duke and mm. I, you know, nothing beats that kind of experience. Yes, sir. So you take that experience and transpose it to football. Tom Brady has that type of experience. Yeah. So, and now he's proved it. And then, but that young boy. Yeah. Hopefully that toe is good and he can get out there and do some things. Yeah, that, he's crazy. I mean, and everything's going on. I, I'm just happy to see sports. I am, man. I'm, I'm a sports fanatic. Wayne Bruce, ladies and gentlemen, hanging out right here on Cool Jazz Conversations. Incredible producer, incredible uh, writer, incredible guitarist, and just plain out cool dude, man. Can't tell you enough. Love you, brother. Thank you for Love your you time, too. man. Appreciate you. That is going to do it for Cool Jazz Conversations. The program is a production of TVM Productions here on its home of South Carolina State University's WSSB. Uh, we are available uh, wherever you listen to podcasts, everywhere from iHeartRadio to Spotify, Amazon Music, Player FM. You can even say Alexa. Play Cool Jazz Conversations and she'll say sure. Uh, but definitely check us out and also follow us at Cool Jazz Conversations on Facebook and Instagram. And you can download the podcast at your convenience at coolJazzConversations.podbean.com. My name is Marcella Shapard, the bass man. My name is Marcella Shapard, the bass man. Right, bro. I'll the see bass. you next time. He does bass. All <laughs> <laughs> his turkeys, all his ribs. He based them. The bass man, that's your new name. Oh, I'll see you next time right here on Cool Jazz Conversations. <laughs>
fearful of the future My path now bears a simple truth No need for wasted tears All my thoughts now crystal clear And set on what it is that I must do I'm further now than when I started Forced to believe beyond my means Both stronger now and more Determined I've resolved to follow to wherever this may lead I'm in too deep I can't, I can't let go I can't let go Only leaves no room for doubt It seems all that I need now Is to believe I no longer count the days in passing I've made my peace with yesterday Now looking forward I believe More strongly in that which I've seen Is far beyond what many dare I'm in too I still, I still, 
Oh, 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 oh.